When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carlos Rodon, the story of the early baseball season. Congratulations to Carlos, who I'm a huge fan of. Got to interview him when I was hosting White Sox Weekly on WGN. Rodon has that intensity where you're not exactly sure if he wants to talk to you. And then he sits down and is easy going and intense at the same time gives you a lot of good stuff. I've got some clips I want to play here, but going back in time, Rodon had one other complete game. It was August 17th of 2015, his rookie season, the White Sox lost to the angels on a Monday Two to one, couple of home runs, eight innings, and didn't have to go out there in the ninth because the White Sox did not score in the ninth and they lost by a run. That's the one time he had a complete game. And I talked to Rodon back in 2018, and it's interesting because if you go back to 2018, he was rolling, rolling in the month of of August. Eight innings, eight innings, back-to-back outings and a couple of wins. one nothing over Cleveland, 6-5 over Detroit. He threw 6-6-7 six, six, and seven in his other outings that month. 35 innings, 17 hits, and he had an ERA of 1.8. And then September came, and it went to 9.22. And then 2019 came around, and he ended up back under the knife with Tommy John surgery. In 2018, he was coming back from shoulder surgery. And I remember asking him, hey, do you want to perhaps shut it down in September because the White Sox were horrendous 30 games under? There was no point in him being out there as far as the Sox winning. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want to finish up the year. September, 27 and a third, 39 hits. ERA of 9.22 through, gave up five homers, all of it. Walked 19, just just, just not good. But so that's why everyone is, I think, just so happy for Carlos Rodon. He was non-tendered, out the door, didn't want to sign anywhere else, comes back to the White Sox. Give the Sox credit. Yes, we'll take a shot on you. We'll give you $3 million. We like you. We know what a competitor you are. We know how badly you want it. Has always wanted to be a number one starter. 
And there is no better motivation in life, none, than when someone counts you out. I don't know about you, but if you do great and then people expect you to continue to do great, that's hard, really hard, because, oh, my God, can I live back up to expectations? But when someone says you suck, in essence, you're fired, that level of motivation, it is easy to get yourself going. Sometimes curl up in a ball and you're done, but Rodon, that's not his personality. And apparently, after he got non-tendered, he and his wife and family, they were supposed to go on a trip, and he's like, yeah, no, can't go on this vacation. I'm not going to enjoy it. I've got work to do. I've got a rehab. I've got whatever possible way that I can get back to who I was. That's what I want to start doing, not sitting on a beach for a week or 10 days or whatever the vacation was going to be. And give him credit, right? Dude has come back and missed a start on Monday because of a stomach ailment and you're wondering something going on, but something clearly was not going on because on a Wednesday, back out there and getting it done. All right, I've got Mo, one of the great White Sox fans of all time. He lives on Twitter talking White Sox all day long. And I got my White Sox historian, Dan Dorfman, coming up. And I've got the king, who I'm looking forward to making a thing on our White Sox DeWindy City podcast. And this is our first solely White Sox dedicated DeWindy. So I apologize to White Sox fans that it's taken a Carlos Rodon a no-hitter to get it going. But I've been trying to figure out who are the pieces to this podcast, and the pieces just had to fall in place, period, because Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter, and I wanted to celebrate him. So check it out. Always appreciate you checking out the Windy Rodon. You were sweet, and I'm just really happy for him. Dude has earned it. Super talented, we all know that, and has put in the work, put in a lot of it clearly in the offseason, and hopefully he can keep it rolling from here. The Windy City Podcast on the Carlos Rodon no-hitter starts right now. Showtime. Three and two. Rodon. To third. Moncada. Carlos Rodon. Diehard White Sox fan, Mo. White Sox historian Dan Dorfman joining me on the Windy City podcast as we romance, reflect, fall back in love with Carlos Rodon. Mo, did you ever think you would see this moment with Carlos? 114 beautiful pitches on an April night, 28 years old, non-tendered, Mo, (laughs) non-tendered, didn't want him, forced his way back on the team. So the answer is no. No, I didn't. I, I think I speak for most Sox fans that that definitely was not something we saw, but credit to him. I mean, what what a performance. I want an honest take here. As he was battling through 2017 shoulder surgery, 2019 Tommy John, were you sitting there at home telling your beautiful wife, Julie, and all your White Sox fans, will they just give up on this guy? Can you Can you find someone else? I get it, number three overall pick 2014, but look, Sometimes you just got to cut your losses, and it is more than time to cut our losses. No, he had, he's always had great stuff. He just couldn't put it together. You know, the injuries obviously were an issue. I actually looked it up. He didn't throw 99. He threw 99 in the ninth inning last night. 
the last time he did it, I think, was in, in 2016. That's so, right. You know, he's had a rough several years, but wow, but what a story. 57, four seam fastballs, 28 sliders, 26 changeups, three curveballs. That's right. We go into detail here on Windy City. Dan Dorfman, you're our official White Sox historian. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mark. Dan, you've been a White Sox fan since you popped out of the womb about 50 years ago, not to age you. Where does, yeah. this, where does this night stand for you in uh, White Sox no-hitter history? There's been 20 of them. Well, 20 of them in about six or seven that I remember. Uh, I was just so happy for him because he's been through so much, you know, as Mo was referring to. And you know, fighting his way back with TJ and, and the shoulder surgery. And you're right, it was not intended, but like Mo was saying, he always had great stuff. So I was really actually kind of happy when they brought him back. I was thinking, well, don't give up on a third pick in the draft. Give it one more shot. So I was just so happy. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, great moment. And, uh, you know, hopefully this – and he was terrific in his uh, first start. So hopefully this is something he can sustain. I mean, I was uh, joking around with a friend earlier this week about, you know, when he was – you know, right before he was uh, – supposed to go a couple nights ago when Keiko had to come in and he already got in, you know, and he had a stomach ailment. It's like, Oh no, here we go again. So, you know, I know a stomach ailment is different than major surgery, but uh, it was just, I was just so happy for the guy. Right. But stomach ailment when you've had Tommy John and shoulder surgery is synonymous with his shoulder is sore and they don't want to tell you. Well, you know, that's always a possibility or, you know, yeah, you know, you didn't know, but it was it was a it was an ominous sign when he had to miss his second start of the season, or at least got pushed back. Right. And then obviously to see him come back two nights later. The other thing that kind of grabbed me about is that they seem, you know, in terms of no hitters I've seen, they seem to have it this kind of middle week in April. This is the third time this has happened since uh, 2007. Burley had his no hitter. Middle week of April, Philip Umber had his perfect game nine years ago, middle week of April. Now here we are, Rodan. I have no idea why, but it's just uh, seemed to, that seems to be a good month, a good week for a White Sox pitcher to uh, get, you know, go no go no route. Mo, you're a long, long, long time dominator on the baseball field, unlike Dan and I. You know this game. I'm going to the ninth inning. Josh Naylor, Cleveland. Roller to Jose Abreu. How in the world do you not know to run through the bag, buddy? I mean, Mo, did you ever slide into first base? He actually, I actually teach the young kids not to run through the bag so you don't collide with the runner. It was a hell of a play. The perfect game on the line. Clutch play. I was, when he hit it, I'm like, that's going to be trouble. And we don't always do this, but credit to the umpire. He got the call right. I knew immediately it was going to go to replay. But if he calls him safe, we may have another, you know, Galarraga perfect game ending as opposed to what we had. So I, I think it was just a great play all the way around. You absolutely had to call him out. Bang, bang, you're out in that situation if you're the ump. You got to do it. You know it's going to video review somewhere like way back in your head, right? And that way, if it's inconclusive, it goes on the right side of history. I, I don't know if uh, the first base umpire had this in his mind. But maybe he did in a little bit of, in a little corner. And that's interesting, though. You're saying that you should slide to not run into the first baseman. In this particular scenario, Abreu was sliding, so he wouldn't have ran into him. I'm talking about Naylor. 
You run no, through. Yeah. You run through the bag, dude. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. My yeah, and, and Carmine I might. You know, sometimes you could say the umpires could get caught up in the moment, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you know, you go back about fifty years here, and Bill Pappas and Bruce Fremming, and uh, not calling the perfect game. That so, idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which does. By the way, since you brought up the Cubs, I wasn't going to do it in our White Sox conversation because I know oh, it, no, I really know that it, it bothers Mo to the end of the earth, and, and Dan, you probably don't like it either. But you know, I, I'm listening to people talk about uh, were you there last night and what a moment that you'll always remember. And there was seven thousand one hundred and forty eight in attendance uh, at Guaranteed Rate Field last night, and. Uh, one of those people was Carlos Rodon's wife, who put out an incredible tweet just about the uh, the journey. But my point is that when I first started in the business, 1998 was maybe my second year, and I was working on a tremendous sports show called The Naked Truth About Sports at 92.7 The Bear. We did the morning show. So 5.30 to 9. You come home, young Carmen, old Carmen, you're a little tired after the morning show. You got up early. And that day, there was some rain in the forecast. It was May, and this guy, Kerry Wood, was on the mound. And I'm sitting there. You know, I had the season press pass. And I'm like, should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go? Okay, I'll just sit here on my bedroom floor at Fred and Adele's, my dad and his wife's house, and, and just start watching it. If something interesting starts happening, uh, I'll maybe I'll go down there. And first inning, second inning, now it's the fifth inning, and it's too late. And I sat on that floor and watched Wood strike out 20 Astros. So you never know when you're going to the ballpark what you're going to see. I blew it on that day, for the record. And yeah, I, I, actually, I have something similar. In July 2009, you were just referring to it. I had, I had been laid off from my job uh, or a couple months earlier, and I was like, well, do I really want to spend the money? Because I was really tempted to go to a certain uh, – a certain Thursday afternoon baseball game against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. And, uh, well, you just brought the name Dwayne Wise. And uh, to this day, I'm still annoyed with myself. I was at that one. That was yeah. – uh, Hey, Carm, speaking yeah. of, of Wise coming in as a defensive replacement, how about LaRusso leaving, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn in left field? So that's the other the thing. End of that one. I think – not only coming back from Tommy John and shoulder surgery, the dude throws a no-hitter with Andrew Vaughn and, and a near-perfect game with Andrew Vaughn and left. And I think even more impressive, Zach Collins behind the right. dish. I, I was, yeah, was going to add that in as well. How about Zach Collins? Yeah. I mean, Zach Collins, Mo, I'd rather have you back there. And by the no, way, those guys come, come on. <laughs> he, he's ter- he can't catch, Mo. He can't catch. And I like Zach Collins. He's a nice guy and, and is always a good interview, and I appreciate him. But he's not the guy you want behind the dish when you're going for a perfect game and or no hitter. I mean, we would all agree. I think I, Zach I, Collins would agree. I, I think he proved you, you and everyone else wrong. And I think he even said that yesterday during an interview that, you know, he's been told that he, he can't catch his career. And, and you know what? Like his 16th game catching in, in MLB, and, and he's got a no-hitter and, and, you know, very nearly a perfect game. So credit to him. We've all seen it, though. Ball in the dirt. Zach Collins is trying to backhand it, and Steve Stone's yelling at him. That's not the way you want to do it right there as the ball cascades to the backstop for the zillionth time. I'm not saying – listen, that does seem like a skill you can get better at, but it does tip of the cap to – Carlos Rodon just one little bit further. That that's impressive that he did it with Collins back there. 
By the way, Zach Collins after the game, quote, I think he got hit more because he didn't recognize the pitch. This is we're going to the part where he loses the perfect game. Roberto Perez, and then there was an interaction between Rodon and Perez. I don't think he was trying to get hit. I, I really think that Collins is right. He didn't recognize the slider. He also said, and I believe Perez here too, quote, to be honest, I really didn't think he had a perfect game until he got hit. I thought he had a no-hitter going, but I really didn't think he had a perfect game. Like, I, I, I believe all of that. Does anybody want to quibble with that interaction, those comments? It certainly sounds plausible to me. I mean, you know, so there, was a, there was a lot of yelling in, in my house when, when that happened. <laughs> uh, Who are you yelling at? Just the situation that to lose a perfect game on a, on a ball that hits someone in the toe, like, just it was somewhat heartbreaking, especially given what Rodon had been through. But again, just credit for him that he had sort of the fun interaction with Perez and then he comes back to get the final two out. I mean, that, that just shows stones for sure. That is true, right? Okay, I'm going to shake that off. I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to laugh about it, which he basically did, right? As he was getting the baseball back yeah. and and then yeah. and then walking back up like, all right. And by the way, just st- straight gas at that point. 98-8, I guess, was one of his final pitches. So, I mean, he was just, okay, right down the middle. And there was some near solid contact there, some good swings, but ended up uh, hot shot grounder right at Yoan Moncada. Question, do we think that, and I guess maybe in the end of the day, just from for Rodon, like he'll have this moment forever, is I think it was his 100th start, and his, he had thrown one complete game in his career, and now he's got a no-hitter and, and a night that he'll always remember. And I think that the reason why it's resonating so much around Chicago, everybody loves the comeback story because we've all been knocked down in life, right? Please give me some inspiration that I can get up from losing this job or getting divorced or whatever's happened to you that uh, like you feel like you can't come back from. I, think, I, I really think that people are drawing some inspiration here from Carlos Rodon, not that... I don't want to go too far here, but there's something about the comeback story that really people can grab onto. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be great. I mean, he, he had an incredible accomplishment last night. Nobody now obviously could ever take that away from him. The question is, can he stay healthy? I mean, we still have to see if he can stay healthy and whether he can be that, you know, that, that pitcher that the White Sox saw that they drafted him third overall in 2014. I mean, we're still a long way from that. Last time was great, but... Let's remember, uh, go back to last September when his first game back and the manager at the time, for whatever reason, brings him in the bullpen for somebody who had only been a starter since 2015 in a crucial game against Cleveland and it doesn't work out. I mean, you know, and he had to get over that as well. I'm really glad you brought that up because that at that moment, I think that's when Rick Hahn looked around the room and said, I can absolutely not go forward with Ricky Renteria. And then we had game three against the A's, and he was doing jumping jacks in the dugout after uh, one out and, and pulling pitchers left and right. Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning. That was the end for Ricky. But uh, really, that Rodon moment, like, what were you saying at that moment? Well, why in the hell are we going to Carlos Rodon right here, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, let's not, let's not talk about that. If you want to talk about last <laughs> yeah. year, we can talk about Giolito's no-hitter, but um, you know, right, yeah. that, that whole sure, thing. Let's celebrate. Yeah, let's celebrate what we saw last no, I, But I, But I think it's yeah. important. Like, that was where 
this dude was at last year, coming in out of the bullpen in a huge moment, unable to deliver. The manager shouldn't have put him in there, but he certainly didn't help the manager keep his job. And yes, it was August 25th against the Pittsburgh Pirates last year that Giolito threw the no-hitter and nobody was in attendance and We'll all remember Jason Benetti's call. Benetti, by the way, was absolutely phenomenal last night. I don't know what you guys thought, but well, when they caught, I mean, you know, it was a funny moment when they caught Rodon, and he was uh, he was drinking a water bottle, but then spitting it all out, and then it was just like, well, he was doing something like, well, he's doing his Buckingham Fountain impression here right uh, right now. (laughs) Yeah, Benetti was terrific last night. I mean, he was dialing it up down at the end just trying to embrace the moment. That spitting out thing, I, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to great White Sox fan and vendor Darren Kopech, who I never would understand, like, after a 95-degree day and working seven innings, he would do the same thing. He'd be firing water, you know, down his face, and then he'd just spit it out. I'm like, dude, drink the water. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but uh, that's that's what he did. All right, 114 pitches. 98.8 at the at the back end, 7,148 in attendance. Tony La Russa, by the way, now the first manager to oversee two no-hitters in the American League, two in the National League. He was in the dugout for Dave Stewart in 1990, Jose Jimenez in 99, Bud Smith in 2001, and now the great Carlos Rodon in 2021. You didn't know that, did you, Mo? Carmen, you you continue to amaze me. Yeah, Dan, you're our historian. You didn't bring that to the table. I brought it in. No, I I, I didn't. I, I actually I had I, I did look that up though this morning, so I was aware of it, but I had I have not brought that up. So good. Oh, you were good aware. Call. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All but right. I, but we we should point out, you know, when you say seventy seventy one hundred people, you know, but that's about all they could have in the ballpark last night. No, you know, it's given, not. That's that's true, but it, it, they could have had more. And let's call out oh. White Sox fans for just one one second here. That game was not sold out. I don't believe was it? The percentage wise, you could have about eight thousand, right? Yeah, it wasn't not sold out, Mo. You guys are trying okay, to win so a World I'm Series, Mo. Where are you people? Carmen, you're showing your Cubs colors. Nice. <laughs> they do. They will come out every now and then. Yeah, no, I know. They were, they were loud. You, however many were there, and I'm sure, you know, in 10 years it'll be 70,000 were there, but uh, they were loud. They were into it. Uh, I think it, it probably helped Rodon. I think that was something, unfortunately, you know, that Giolito didn't get to experience last year, but, you know, for his next one, he certainly will. There's no doubt. The energy was in the ballpark last night. It was super cool. Let me wrap with this one with you guys. Joe Musgrove. Five days ago through the San Diego Padres' first ever no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. We are seeing more and more no-hitters. I'm not trying to take anything away from Carlos Rodon. Mo, do you have any theory on this as to why we're seeing them way more often? Is it because of the velocity and talent of pitchers today and, and hitters trying to take the ball out of the ballpark every time they come to the plate? I think that that's it. I mean, right, strikeouts are up, so there's definitely a lot less contact. So, you know, if you're not putting the ball in play, you're less likely to get a hit. Are you sure there's more no? I mean, it might seem like. Are we sure there's more? I mean, there's usually you know two like, or three. Yeah. yeah. Are we sure? I, I, we're not yeah. fully sure. If you want to throw it out yeah. there, uh, but I, yeah, I mean, but no, I agree. You know, with the with the exaggerated shifts and strikeouts are up. We're we're at a game now where it seems it's either like a home run or strikeout. So much. So yeah, I mean that you know it would that would lead to the circumstances. After you guys say goodbye, I will do research and then I'll. 
Yeah, and if you're right, I, I, I doff my cap here. I, mean, I, I just want to make sure yeah, it feels. It feels. I, I kind like, of agree with Dan on that one. Are there are there really more? Don't agree with Dan. You're on Karma's podcast. You're supposed to be with me, Mo. I, I'm the one that brought you in here. Now you're now you're orienting to the historian. Uh, <laughs> now I would I'll, agree with Dan. Dan knows I, I'm I'm a complete. Uh, hey, hey, question for question for Dan. If my math is correct, Julio threw his no hitter 30 games in last year. They had 30 more games in the regular season, and then this was the 12th, and today is Jackie Robinson Day, right? 42? Right, yeah. Wow. Pretty pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I can I only some, say I wow. I did some homework there, Carm. That was, that was impressive, Mo. I, I, I liked every bit of what you just did there. Jackie Robinson, you're the greatest, and we appreciate you. And anybody who says that he broke the color barrier, baseball finally allowed an African-American to play, right. just, for the, just for the record. I don't want to go down that corner where I just got all angry. But, uh, hey, 8 nothing over the Indians. Carlos Rodon, a no-hitter. The first White Sox to Windy City podcast with Dan and Mo. I, this is everything about this I'm going to remember forever, guys. So thank you for taking time on this, uh, whatever it is, Thursday morning as we talk after the White Sox did it. And thank you, Carm. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, Carm. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Scott Steven. King, I got to get you in on the back end of this podcast. Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter. Your reaction, King? It couldn't have happened to a better guy. Right? Based based on what he has gone through over the last three to four years and his injury history and his attitude about coming back, it could the only thing that was wrong with that no-hitter was an errant hit-by-pitch. It should have been a perfect game, and it doesn't matter that it wasn't, but the kid deserved not only the no-hitter, the perfect game, and to be in the war of guys like Mark Burley and when he lasts through the perfect game. So, so King, I just had on White Sox historian, the official White Sox historian of the uh, the Windy City podcast, Dan Dorfman, White Sox fan, Mo. We went through everything, and you're our official growth mindset White Sox to Windy City expert. And I think there's something I mentioned with them about Rodon, and you just touched on it, 2017 shoulder surgery, 2019 Tommy John non-tendered, wants to come back and prove something. We've all been knocked down in life, and, and it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how quickly you get back up. There's there's something that is that people are latching on to here with Rodon where that's why we're all feeling so good for him because I think there's some about of, like, we want to feel good for ourselves that we can come back and do things when it doesn't feel like we can, King. That's where I'm going. Carlos Rodon will be the story in baseball this year mark my word <laughs> here comes the hyperbolic king it took it took it, it off will. he will he, he how he pitched in spring training to the first portion of the season has been simply phenomenal and inspiring and it's on top of it's the 20th no hitter in white Sox history second only to the dodgers at 23 and it isn't going to be the last no-hitter 
of the Chicago White Sox this year. So for those who don't know the King and are listening right now, first of all, thank you for listening to the Windy City Podcast, deep into the podcast. Carlos Rodon is coming up here, an interview I did with him a couple of year ago, a couple of years ago with Harry Tynowitz, which I think some of it will just resonate to what just happened last night. But you used to be a regular caller when White Sox Weekly was on WGN for the last three years, and I was the host. And every single day you called in. I think one year you predicted the White Sox after they lost on opening day, they'd go 161-1. and one. And the, and then when they lost three days later, it was one sixty and two. So you're the mo- you're the most positive guy ever. Uh, you last year you thought they were going to win the World Series. This year you think they're going to win the World Series. And next time Rodon goes to the bump, you think he's going to also throw a no hitter. You think who's ever throwing today is going to throw a no hitter. But that's what we love about. That's what I love about you, King. You're a positive guy. I need positive people around me. I will be out there today against Cleveland. I don't even know who's on the mound. I hope it's Lynn. I haven't seen him pitch yet. But, boy, will I be not only hoping for a win and expecting a win, but expecting a no-hitter, a back-to-back no-hitter. Now, wouldn't that be the cornerstone of a World Series year? Is this your first game of the year, King? It is. It is. I was, Believe it or not, I had my, my wife is ill and we had tickets. Well, I have season tickets, but I, we were supposed to go. My first game was supposed to be last night. So I missed the in-person almost perfect game. But knowing that there'll be another, I have another shot. How dare you bring up that your wife minorly cost you a chance to be at a no-hitter? I had, I, I, I unfortunately was listening to the no-hitter because I was watching a movie with her Aww. and that was the, and that was the better choice. Oh, that now that's beautiful. And by the way, baseball is just better on the radio and Len Casper giving you a no-hitter is awesome. Uh, you don't need to see it. It's it's one of the sports that, like, if Jordan drives, to, I'll bring Mike into any podcast. If Jordan drives to the bucket, you got to see that. Even though hearing it was sweet with Jim Durham, baseball, you just go right to the imagination. We've all seen it. Fastball, top of the zone, swing and a miss, strike three. Ground ball to first. Abreu barely gonna be able to beat him to the bag. You've seen it a million times with Josh Naylor sliding head first. You idiot. Uh, but so anyway. King. It was wonderful. And let me give you this. Let me give you this to, to, to emphasize that point. When Mark Burley threw the perfect game, my son came in last night, 15 years old, and I said, Jack, great day today. Carlos Rodon threw a no-hitter and almost a perfect game. He said, I said, the last perf- – I said, I listened to it on the radio. I said, the last game, uh, uh, the perfect game I listened to, it was my, my, my daughter, Sarah. We jumped on the bed while listening it on a transistor radio of Mark Burley throwing his perfect game. Ah, oh, that's amazing. We were talking yes. about that earlier, too. I was, I was in the ballpark that day, King, just so you know. Oh. Long time, long time White Sox guy was there, buddy. And, and just so you know, also, I can't believe you don't know the pitching matchup when you go to the ballpark, King. But Lance Lynn is starting today. Yes, Baby! Yeah, against Aaron Savalier of your Cleveland Indians, a 110 first pitch at guaranteed rate field. Have a great time. Don't feel bad that you didn't invite me. No no problem, King. I'm no, I don't, yeah. and I will enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Have Th- a great day. Thank you, King. My nickname's Los. Um, some people call me Carl. Uh, some people call me Hard Carl. 
I get so locked in on the hitter sometimes that I'll get a pickoff from Ricky, and this is on me. I won't pick over because I don't want to get the guy out at home because I don't really care because I'm getting you out. You're not going to score anyways. He's got to hit the ball for you to score. He ain't going to steal home. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. It's very clear when you're out there, I see the confidence and just talking to you now, you, you want to be that guy. It's it's something that you're you're striving for. Of course. I mean, without, you know, without confidence, um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to play this game and and that's something that I think any any teammate that I ever play with, I hopefully has the the confidence to I'm going to say it, the balls to go out there and step inside the lines with, you know, the big boys. Uh, some people call me hard Carl. I mean, he was struck out. I, I don't know if you watched it at bat, but the, he had no shot. White Sox have an ace. What goes on when you hear that? I mean, it's nice to hear, but, you know, I hope my I'm, – I'm looking for my teammates to say that to me. But, you know, um, like I said, just got to keep keep going on this streak and, and, and keep pitching well, and, you know, one day – that title will be mine. Take pride in that as a starter. You want to be the guy that goes all nine. And, you know, unfortunately, I still don't have that, you know, nine-inning CG. But I have the eight-inning CG with the loss, but not the nine-inning. And one day I'll get there. Three and two. Roda to third. Moncada. Rodon has thrown a no-hitter. After everything he's been through, the elbow and the shoulder were supreme on April 14th, 2021. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 